0: We're going to start today's session with a conversation with Vikas Choudhury, Managing Partner of Pivot Ventures, but Vikas also has other uh, roles, in, and he will tell us about it. Vikas, let's start uh, by introducing our audience to yourself as well as to your, both your activities.
1: Great. Thanks uh, so much for having me, Sharmana. Um, A quick background uh, of myself, my day job is actually uh, being part of the leadership team uh, of today's uh, world's largest mobile data network, uh, Reliance Jio. But uh, that is not what I'm here to talk about uh, specifically with you. Um, I I was actually one of the first angel investors in India when the VC industry started out uh, in 2005 and have made more than 30 investments. I now have a family of this investment vehicle through which we make private equity investments, uh, typically in the pre-Series A stage. Uh, and that is what uh, I'd like to talk about today.
0: Okay, fantastic. And that is under the Pivot Ventures umbrella.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay. So um, tell us a bit about the you know size of the fund, um, the check sizes that you like to write, and then let's talk about what kinds of investments do you like to make?
1: Sure. So uh, the fund uh, is not a classic uh, drawn down fund as it is essentially uh, family office capital that has been allocated uh, you know, from my extended family uh, you know, as well as some other closely associated uh, business partners. And, uh, you know, we invest essentially out of our uh, proprietary books and our existing businesses. And uh, we typically do pre-CZJ kind of investments. Uh, so it is not seed, uh, but it is not, It is, you know, somewhere in between uh, where there is a, Uh, product in place and a customer validation in place. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we typically write uh, about half a million dollar checks uh, into investments.
0: And um, the geographical focus is all India-focused ventures?
1: So largely, you know, we have invested in businesses connected with India, either as a market or as a product-slash-innovation hub. Uh, however, we are increasingly seeing a lot of opportunities and companies out of Singapore uh, and USA mm-hmm. that have India Connect, you know, which is, which is very exciting. Uh, we do have offices, you know, of our operating family businesses uh, between the U.S., uh, India, and several countries in Asia. So that is sort of what we look at, but we like to have at least one India Connect in the business.
0: Okay, and what about um, sectors? Are are you talking about B2B and B2C? If you're talking about one or the other, what is your preferred sector? Can you give us some color on that?
1: Sure, so our team's experience comes from a combination of generations of running businesses uh, to now actively investing in other businesses over the last two decades. We focus essentially on our expertise areas, which is tech and consumer. Of course, those are fairly broad areas, but within tech uh, and the consumption economy today, some of the areas that we're looking at actively are uh, anything mobile-related, commerce as a whole across the ecosystem, uh, analytics and AI, consumer products, Retail, healthcare, and fintech. These are some of the areas that we have traditionally done. We've operated business in all of these areas ourselves, uh, and this is where we think uh, the you know the future of opportunities lie that we would concentrate on.
0: But B2B and B2C.
1: Yes, B2B and B2C. Uh, you know, often our B2B plays. Uh, our B2B to C uh, versus pure B2B, but we have done uh, quite a few of, uh, you know, classic uh, SaaS companies as well.
0: Okay. So um, let's talk about some of the things you've invested in, and we'll we'll talk about pivot ventures investments in a moment, but I'd like to actually um, hear a bit about, you know, you said you're one of the first investors, angel investors, in the Indian ecosystem. Talk a little bit about what did you invest in back in 2005 and how has that landscape changed and how has your investment evolved through that uh, you know, period?
1: Sure. I think there is you know, a sea change in the landscape you know, from 2005 to now. Uh, essentially 2005 was sort of the first coming, you know, off the entrepreneurship wave in India, you know, as well as uh, the venture capital uh, ecosystem coming together across various stages of opportunity. Uh, and therefore, the you know, the opportunities you saw at that point in time were sort of first-generation uh, building foundation products uh, and services. And uh, the first set of uh, products uh, that limited the uh, Indian internet uh, and mobile ecosystem but still with a market that was not yet uh, in critical mass but early stages establishing proof of concept and then, you know, failing uh, that as we, you know, as we moved along. Uh, today it has changed significantly but let me talk to you about a couple of investments that I did at that point in time that have augured really well. Uh, so one of my first investments was uh, in this company called Inmobi, which is now a you know a storied company. was became India's first ever unicorn, uh, became the world's largest independent mobile ad exchange. Uh, and when we you know when we did Inmobi, uh, it actually started out uh, very interestingly as a uh, you know as a publisher on the local search uh, engine that ran relevant ads uh, from local merchants basis your know, search. Uh, you know, ads was prevalent at that point in time. Uh, you know, businesses often very quickly validated an idea and pivoted into an area that had critical mass, uh, mm-hmm. and that's where Inmobile was pivoted into uh, being a global ad exchange versus being you know a local publisher of relevant information. And, you know, that was essentially when Kleiner came in, uh, you know, and sort of history was created. Um, You know, at that point, nobody understood mobile advertising in India, but that was a bet that we were willing to make of saying that uh, it's going to ride several waves, right? Mobile is going to become uh, the primary uh, device and communication uh, of choice, you know, for the Indian consumer, uh, it is then going to evolve into, uh, into also data and information that, you know, being delivered and consumed on the mobile. And finally, therefore, uh, an entire digital advertising market is going to emerge uh, from one that did not exist at that point in time. And I'm glad to say today, you know, almost uh, more than 25% of Indian advertising, you know, goes into, goes into digital so, and uh, we've seen of course the world move in, you a know, 50% trajectory in several markets. So that was one one investment that worked really, really well. Um, the the other one that uh, I bet on at that point in time uh, was again an institution today called Mintra, which is now part of uh, the conglomerate of Flipkart in the e-commerce space, right? Um, Again, at that time, e-commerce, you know, was extremely new in this country. It was the first time ever that the ecosystem was coming into place in terms of uh, logistics for last mile delivery, uh, payment systems for digital payments, as well as the innovation of cash on delivery that uh, drove Indian e-commerce adoption, uh, as well as consumers actually going out and searching, uh, you know, for products curating and buying online. And we made a bet, again, that in a category like apparel, uh, not just something as customized, not, not something as standardized as, let's say, mobile phones, which is the largest category in India today, uh, people will also start consuming apparel uh, online because you know there will be an ability for the product to be able to sort of talk to you, guide you through the journey, and deliver all the convenience of shopping at home. Uh, and, of mm-hmm. course, we exited Mintla to Flipkart, and now Flipkart is, you know, been in over where Walmart as everybody knows, and that's been a fantastic journey as well. So those were some of my early themes that I did, uh, you know, at that point in time where we bet on, your know, large uh, shifts in consumption behavior uh, that we saw, that we saw across the country.
0: Um, because I have one at, question based on what you said. So it sounds like you are very comfortable with, getting into markets that don't have a lot of traction, it's kind of future markets, which is unusual in India. What um, what drew you into angel investing at that point, that early?
1: Sorry, I lost your last sentence. I
0: was asking what drew you into angel investing that early?
1: Right, okay. Uh, very interesting question. It was actually something that... Uh, Uh, wasn't, you know, really orchestrated. It was one of those things, you know, I was running a uh, a software analytics company at that point in time. uh, And uh, there were a bunch of us, uh, you know, a bunch of us who were uh, sort of third, fourth generation entrepreneurs uh, that were also looking at, you know, alternative uh, investment opportunities in India. And we had, Mm -hmm. you know, we had a few, common friends that came along and pitched ideas to us at that point in time saying hey uh, you know we would actually like uh, a few of us that uh, that were in this space uh, to mentor us and guide us as we build businesses in the tech ecosystem uh, and um, uh, and you know, you you said you know what? Let's sort of put our money where our mouth is. We'll mentor you, we'll guide you, uh, but we'd also like to take you know a small equity stake uh, you know in the company so that we are vested in your you know success, and uh, and it sort of also uh, you know gives us return for our time investment. So it was a, it was at a it was at a point in time where angel uh, investing wasn't even a term understood in the country. Uh, so we yeah. almost sort of you were know, the pioneers of that, um, and uh, you know it was it was clearly, as I said, by a pure entrepreneurial uh, you know um, uh, catalyst process, which said that let's come together and put together a few businesses, uh, and we'll see you know we'll see where it goes because each one of us was was already even at that point uh, you know doing day jobs as we continue yeah. to do today, but we wanted to diversify the portfolio. We wanted other entrepreneurs to benefit from uh, the learnings that we've had, and we had the ability to open a lot of, you know, doors, whether it was strategically or whether it was financially, or you know, or uh, you know, or customer connect uh, that we thought would be important for early stage success.
0: Okay, so uh, let's come to Pivot Ventures. Um, the the team or the ethos of the kind of investing that you started with where you were willing to look at greenfield opportunities where markets were not yet developed, does that sentiment transfer into pivot ventures or are you being more, um, you know, more conservative perhaps?
1: Sure. So I think you know we, uh, of course, the, uh, the the investment vehicle has changed. Or the time has changed uh, in that sense, uh, where the uh, economy is today. Uh, the level of you know entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship has grown manifold, uh, and uh, you know giving uh, you know giving a look at where our expertise lies uh, today. Uh, you know we're also sort of you know 14 years into that ecosystem. Uh, we're seeing where the where the market is at. Uh, we've moved our focus, uh, you know, up a little bit uh, into a pre-series A or a Series A uh, capital. We also, of course, invest slightly larger sums of money than we as individuals did, uh, you know, back then uh, as, in, as angels. Uh, so essentially, we can write, you know, a check which a consortium of angels will written at that, you know, at that point in time. And now, of course, there are also several, you know, early-stage funds uh, that, uh, yeah. you know, that write 100, 200, 500, 500K checks, as you know. Uh, so, we co-invest with a lot of the early-stage funds or even the, uh, or even the, lot of the uh, blue-blooded series A funds, right? So, uh, as you know, all the big Silicon Valley majors now uh, do write very early-stage checks in India, you know, as little as half a million uh, dollars uh, at mm-hmm. seed stage. So... Uh, so, we like to, you know, we actually like to have runway of capital. Uh, we like to give more capital to the entrepreneur to begin with because you then have uh, the ability to try uh, and fail or succeed in your early attempts and reach some critical mass that gets you, re- you know, that gets you ready for, uh, you know, for larger, contribution or lets you accelerate your entire, uh, you know, entire product execution. Um, so that's where our head is at, you know, at this, at this point in time.
0: But in terms of market maturity, I mean, if you talk about Mintra in the early days, it was not, um, I mean, in principle, sure, apparel was eventually going to get sold on the Internet, but it was, it was early, right? When you invest in Mintra, it was early. Uh, If there are other markets currently that have that dynamic, you know, the uh, mass healthcare, consumer healthcare market has that dynamic. A lot of fintech has that dynamic where you have, you may have little bits and pieces of proof points conceptually. It makes sense. It's a concept arbitrage perhaps from a concept that is working in the U.S. or somewhere else. But, But it may not have complete market proof points. Does your pre-series A investment comfort zone include ventures that have that kind of market immaturity?
1: Yes, we are not uh, you know, we're not averse to uh, entering businesses uh, at early stage uh, at this point in time as well. You're absolutely right. You know healthcare is an area of expertise that we have in the family office, and we do look at early stage businesses. Uh, in, in in areas like that, which are uh, you know, which are uh, in the ecosystem of maturity at a much earlier stage. Uh, having said that, I think there is you know because there is more capital available to deploy you know because the uh, product market fit is something that can be very very quickly and very very uh, rapidly uh, developed and kept in today's market. Uh, you know, because entrepreneurs are today either second generation or second life cycle, uh, and, yeah. therefore, um, and, and right. uh, therefore, coming in, right, coming in to us, uh, you know, having you know, having assessed the market, having tried something with their own money or family and friends' money. Uh, we do believe that if you just look at, you know, sort of the the funnel that is out there, uh, you know, you have tens of thousands of new companies. Uh, uh, in India, that are that are being born today, less than one percent, of course, as you know, uh, you know, get uh, get angel funding, and then let, well, less than one percent of that go into uh, you know venture capital. So we're simply making sure that uh, you know that we are able to pick up uh, companies that uh, uh, that at least have their foundation risk out. Yeah.
0: The question, you know, that that um, I think about when I think about India and the next generation of uh, companies is the velocity question. You know, traditionally VCs have wanted to go from zero to $100 million in five to seven years. And uh, that's not necessarily the velocity at which companies grow in India. Can you comment on that?
1: Yes, absolutely. You're you're right. Uh, So India essentially has a uh, velocity of consumer adoption. So you will see companies go in five years, like you said, very very quickly, and even sooner than that, and shorter than that, uh, into what I call consumer adoption, uh, but not necessarily, you know, paid adoption. So you are seeing a hundred million consumers, which is, you know, which is something uh, by itself right home about. Uh, Uh, you know, given the size of the country that we have mapped, you know, and the size of, you know, people on, uh, you know, on the web, uh, uh, which is commendable. So we're seeing a lot of that happening, people engaging with either connectivity, content, commerce, uh, but uh, you're not necessarily seeing, uh, like you rightly said, the revenue translation for the businesses uh, to $100 million. That, of course, you know, to my mind is, uh, a clear, also indication of the size of the you know the Indian market in terms of uh, you know what the economy is relative to the U.S. economy. You can't use exactly the same metrics, right? Uh, neither do you see that in the startup valuations, for that matter, uh, right? Uh, whether you see the number of unicorns coming out of India versus the U.S. or you know China, so you don't see that in the in, in the late stage valuations. Nor do you therefore see that in the you know, in the trajectory of of revenue growth. Um, So it takes a little while for Indian companies to be able to monetize their consumer traction, uh, you know, into revenues, uh, both from a, you know, both from, you know, a margin on V&B perspective, if we look at sort of the e-commerce industry, you know, because there is uh, gross margins in this country itself are, you know, slightly low. It's highly competitive, you know, compared to other markets and on top of that the you know the uh, india is actually a country of of 27 different states uh, 5000 different cities so there is yeah. a lot of uh, execution uh, you know that you need to build out uh, to leverage economies of scale so yeah. when you get to scale that is when you suddenly start turning on both the you know both the uh, revenue and the profitability engine
0: yeah so um what I, have you invested in from Pivot Ventures that is um, interesting and worth discussing? Can we do like maybe a couple of, of case studies?
1: Sure. So, uh, you know, in,
0: uh, in Pivot Ventures,
1: uh, we like uh, sort of uh, three different uh, themes. We like the domestic consumption story. Uh, mm-hmm. We like the entire mobile data and app growth story, which, you know, Jio has in fact catalyzed over the last couple of years and has completely yeah. changed in the face of digital India. Uh, and the third thing we like is actually the ability to leverage Indian talent uh, to build out global products, uh, services, and businesses uh, out of, you know, out of the country. Uh, in those, you know, in those areas, let me actually specifically just give you a couple of uh, Recent examples in the consumption space. Uh, one company that uh, I've invested in is a uh, pharmacy retail chain called Wellness Forever, which is a uh, large regional play in India uh, with over 100 stores uh, and going after a highly underpenetrated uh, and unorganized market in this country. Right, healthcare is of course in yeah. a. Um, uh, uh, a, a bellwether business in that sense uh, you know pharma retail is you know is growing significantly as you know a lot of generic drugs are also manufactured in india for the world market uh, it is extremely uh, cost effective to buy this you know buy these drugs in india and there's of course a large population growth as well as young and Indian population that needs this so uh what's interesting is you know there are over there are over a you have know, over several million unorganized moment pop pharma chains across the country. So there was a clear opportunity for a yep. modern retailer to come in, standardize the products and services. Uh, and I'm glad to say that this is one of those companies which is, you know, in that $100 million range, uh, which has scaled yeah. very, very rapidly over the last five years. Uh, and okay. that's one of our investments. Um, another investment uh, I talk about is... Uh, uh, is a is a cloud kitchen. So There's a company called Inner Chef, uh, you know, run by someone whom I know again for the last 10-15 years, uh, you know, a very seasoned entrepreneur uh, as well as investor himself. Uh, that company essentially, you know, rode on the wave of, uh, of essentially logistics and delivery coming of age in India, which was originally, you know, designed for the e-commerce ecosystem. But as you know, food delivery is becoming very large across, you know, across the world. Uh, Of course, from grocery with the Instacarts of the U.S., right, uh, to actual ready food delivery. Uh, And uh, a lot of marketplaces have come up in India. And uh, Inner Chef is one of those kitchens uh, that has created over 25, uh, you know, uh, dark stores across India today. Uh, has also diversified into local fast food cafes because uh, a lot of uh, young millennials today, uh, you know, are eating twenty, thirty meals a month uh, outside of their homes, which is which is a huge shift in uh, consumer behavior across the country. Uh, and they finally also diversified into healthy food bars uh, because there mm-hmm. is another section of the population which is sort of our, you know, That's vintage true. and demographic, if you will. That now you know beginning to care a lot about uh, you know yes. healthy food and everything from veganism to you know to keto diets. Uh, this is where uh, this is where there is a play in that space. So these are two interesting examples of how you know, of how we're uh, uh, looking at our investments in the India market and has had you know sort of twenty growths in the last in less than the last five years that we that we made these investments in.
0: Because my last question, I know you have to run, so uh, my last question is actually about the GEO-led data explosion that is happening in India. Um, Is there a large developer network of entrepreneurs who are developing on top of the GEO platform and building apps on top of that data?
1: Yes, absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, there is a... Uh, You know, there's a very heightened, uh, you know, understanding of the opportunity that lies ahead of Digital India. Uh, We're still scratching sort of the tip of the iceberg. You know, you just have the foundation layer in India. Uh, You've seen India, you know, data consumption of the country uh, grow from being 155th in the world to being number one in the world today, uh, which means that hundreds of millions of consumers you know, have, have have come on and experienced uh, data for the first time in the country, and therefore, you know, you now have an opportunity to build uh, value-added products, services on top of that ecosystem. So there is clearly a developer community uh, that recognizes that. It's coupled with the fact that you have, uh, you know, such great readily available uh, tools and technologies that uh, that you can use, that become to the world, and all of that to quickly string together, you know, apps, uh, you know, for end consumer or even B2B uh, purposes. So, uh, uh, you know, at Geo, we regularly run hackathons for people to go out and build apps. So it is being done by almost every accelerator, uh, you know, as well as early stage fund uh, in, in India that, that goes out and does this. Uh, so the combination of the maturity of the development lifecycle, uh, you know, of uh, you know, of the software world being brought down, uh, you know, by what's available out there, as well as now a consumer who's very willing to experiment with, you know, with a new product or service, uh, has given birth to a lot of early stage young developers that uh, are building, you know, building apps by the dozen. What is a lot know, of actually, how many... many-
0: how many entrepreneurs are building on the Geo data platform? You think?
1: Uh, you know, so the Geo data platform, uh, you know, has two aspects of it. Uh, you know, a large part of our platform is uh, uh, is the is the smartphone ecosystem, uh, which is again hundreds of millions. As you know, uh, in the country, right? We have almost, we have over 500 million smartphones in this country. We have over 500 million. Future phones in this country, so we travel yeah. both uh, on the smartphone side. Uh, you know, it's classic Android and iOS development, right? Android, of course, is 95% of the market, so that's where the bulk of the development is. Uh, and we also have a separate uh, feature phone platform that uh, that you know, that Geo owns, which is called KaiOS uh, for specifically the Geo phone, uh, and that's an app store that we control. And again, we have. Hundreds of apps are out there already. Uh, hundreds of apps in the pipeline that goes after mass market India. Uh, so, uh, so the number is, is is large. The number is in hundreds of entrepreneurs that are working on both those uh, on both those systems to develop apps. You know, for the and have you, you know, funded Gio anything Gio. from
0: that pool? Sorry, have you funded anything from that pool? Entrepreneurs were developing on the Geo App Store.
1: No, that is not something that I would actually do because that would be sort of conflict of interest. So uh, uh, that's something that would be geostrategic. All
0: right, very good, Vikash, Is there anything that you want to add to this conversation before we wrap up? I know you have to go. Sure. No, uh,
1: I think uh, you know. I think there is. You know, I for one am extremely optimistic about where uh, the Indian economy is heading. Uh, the growth that lies ahead of us, the uh, non-linear adoption of you know digital products and services in you know in the country, uh, and a lot more money coming into both the investing side of the ecosystem. Uh, right, India has become one of the hottest markets today, uh, almost upstaging China in the amount of uh, capital that's coming into the country, uh, and uh, at the same time. Uh, the, you know, the uh, opening up of the consumer wallet in terms of what they're willing to spend, uh, you know, for for more convenience or for value-added products and services. So I think there are, uh, I think in the next, you know, in the next uh, five years, you will see, uh, you know, you'll see tens of more unicorns coming out of the country. You'll see tens of more flipkarts, you know, coming out of large exits uh, in the country, uh, and you'll see Hundreds of brands that are built, both digital as well as consumer products, uh, yeah. that will, on the sort of, uh, you know, leapfrog uh, what's what's going on in the, in the market. And you know, I think we are all here to sort of support the growth of that, uh, you know, that rise in the economy.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Vikash for participating today. We will continue the conversation later offline and uh, hopefully look at deals together. Thank you so much, Rodney.